0: They ain't playing around today. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We are streaming live on YouTube. We on Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. We got to get straight down to business today, Cowboys Nation. The scientific method coming up today. Patrick Mosi Walker will be joining the show to talk about all things Dallas Cowboys training camp. But before that, before that, we'll hit the roundup. You got some injury updates I want to quickly get to. And then the cool thing about training camp is you get a, you get a chance to hear from players and coaches and personnel. Will McClay talked yesterday and he mentioned very briefly, but he talked about a specific player that kind of sent me down a rabbit hole of that position. And that sent me down a rabbit hole of thinking about what's going on at that position. And uh, we'll talk about all of that. And eventually that'll parlay into Pat and we'll get his opinion on that specific position as well. Hard open. I know my bad, but I feel like I got to get to what I got to get to at the beginning of this thing. And then we'll get to Pat and O.C. Walker later. And maybe, maybe we'll get some some phone lines in if we can. Cowboys Nation, what's good though, Bomb Squad? How doing?
2: Bomb Squad!
0: With all the pleasantries now out of the window, as my guy Rick Flair would say.
1: Now that we've said hello, let's get down to business.
0: Let's get down to business, Cowboys Nation. Let's do it.
1: let
2: It's time! It's time. Time. It's time. 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 It
1: is time for. It's time
0: for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. I had a feeling that was gonna happen there, but we're gonna get to this morning roundup because I got some things I got to say about what's going on via injury-wise. We might have a guy returning here soon. Boom. There you go. And that is Luke Schoonmaker, Cowboys Nation. So here's what is the word out there at camp. And we'll talk more about this with Pat. Quote, and this comes from, I think, Michael Gil. He said he's dealing with a partial tear with his plantar fascia. That is more challenging foot injury than a complete tear. Still, he is optimistic. It's been good. I'm just taking a good pace. Hopes to resume practice in the next week or so. And that was a couple days ago. Uh, Then it was Todd Archer. Todd Archer said Tuesday, he was off to the side in full pads, which could be an indication of his near return. So Luke Schoonmaker dealing with the the tear in his foot or the partial tear. I know I think you're supposed to, if it tears completely, you're good to go. But if it's a partial tear, it can be a nagging situation. Um, I don't want, I hope he's not rushing this thing back, but he does need to get out there if he's going to be playing because tight ends take some time. And you cannot take too much time or he'll kind of be behind the eight ball once the season starts. So we'll keep an eye out on Luke Schoolmaker. Um I, I tell you this. I've been saying it for the longest. Once I found out he was a hurt guy, that was the biggest detriment, in my opinion, to the guy. He's got the athleticism. He can block. He was an underrated pass catcher out of, of Michigan. I, fully, I really thought he would integrate himself in the top two role for this season. But I don't know anymore, so I gotta wait to see how he responds to this foot injury. See if it's gonna be a nagging situation, and then see if he is if he can get in there and get ready to be a contributor. Year one at a position that is tough to do that in an offense that he'll probably be option five or so. You know, four maybe five, four or five depending on who's out there. So we'll keep an eye on Luke if he can make his Oxnard debut, which it sounds like it is nearing. Now they did a. Um, a walkthrough yesterday and he wasn't a part of the walkthrough. He was, he was, he didn't get in a rotation according to Gelkin. but Izzy simmy and Sam. That sounds like a, a Disney channel show. Izzy Simi, and Sam coming up on Disney. They took part in a walkthrough. So that's good. Uh, I'm still a little skeptical on what they'll do with Sam. Sam can obviously participate in his walkthrough. He doesn't have a lower body injury is a shoulder injury. So it's more about the physical aspect for Sam. So I don't know if he'll really be practicing in pads today or Saturday, I think is the next time they get in pads as well. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. But Simi and Izzy, you know, I think they're dealing with hamstring injuries. So I, I don't expect them to practice today. I'll ask Pat about that. But we, we want to see them get back out there, uh, specifically Semi. Um, but when you got guys in your position, in your, in your room, that are stepping up in your absence and you're a young guy, you, you you should be sweating. And I think those guys are. And like I said at the top of the show, one thing that I love media-wise about camp is that a lot of these players or coaches are either contractually obligated to speak to the radio guys, or they just do so in general. And that's where you can get some good information, right? We we gotta, for instance, C D Lamb. Fantastic interview. Amazing interview. Uh, Michael Parsons. Fantastic interview. Right? Gallup. Diggs. Gilmore. All these guys speaking. Hell, yesterday, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch the Tyron Smith interview, and D-Shift called in and said, there was something in there that was worthy of, uh, I think, you taking a look at. So I said, you know what? Let me go check this out. Sidebar, by the way. Man, I'm I'm really rooting for Tyron to to at least give us 75% this year. Games wise, games, games, guys. I'm rooting for Tyron to give us 75% games played this year at least, cause he's a good dude. He just wants to go out there and work and play. You know, he don't want to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? He ain't trying to. He ain't trying to hinder his team. God, man, you know, it sucks if his if his career ends on just injury plague when he was a Hall of Famer is a Hall of Famer, I think. But it was wasn't even a thought. But these injuries just sucked over the last few years. Nonetheless, man, uh, Tyron Smith did speak. And D. Schiff was like, hey, man, he said something about like the pass blocking and, and catching or something like that. So I said, let me go see what they're talking about here. And they asked Tyron Smith about the, the pass protection changes. And I'll say this. Tyron's not the guy you could press him about that, right? Because Tyron don't really say a lot. He don't even like doing this. He's obligated to do this, by the way. He said... And he went straight into it. No details, no nothing. He just said, we're not sitting there waiting for the fight. For me, I'm like, okay, keep going. I want it no more. And that was it. So I'm like, man, you know what? If I was them, I would take that question and that response. And when they get Tyler Smith on the show, ask Tyler Smith. Because <laughs> Tyler Smith going to tell you everything. Tyron Smith ain't going to say much at all. Hey, Tyron, you know, It's a big deal right now about the pass blocking. What's going on with that? You know the protection. We're not sitting there waiting for the fight. That's it. They wanted more, but they couldn't get no more out of him. So I think that is intriguing. I would love for them to dive in more about what does that mean, Tyron? Sitting there waiting for the what the hell was Joe Philbin teaching y'all to do? And when you talk to Duke, and Duke will probably tell you this. Duke is not high on Joe Philbin. I'll just leave it at that. But anyway. Will McClay, they got a chance to not speak to just players, but guys like Will McClay. Man, I was fortunate enough, and I wish I would have spoke to him more uh, to speak with Will last year at camp, man. Oh, my goodness. I I could sit there and talk football with this guy forever. But Will McClay got to talking at camp yesterday with the guys on 105 through the fan. I can't remember which show. Um, I have the video here, so it'll obviously pop up here in a second. But he talked about a specific linebacker, a year two linebacker in one Damone Clark. And I just thought it was noteworthy to take a listen to what he said due to, I think, the importance of Damone Clark this year, not having another veteran in that room, meeting him and take that year two step. And it sounds like he is taking that year two step. So this is uh, Will McClay on Damone Clark. And honestly, just kind of having that trust.
1: It's year two in the system. Uh, And, you know, he missed a large portion of last year, the beginning stages of understanding the position and what he's doing and all that stuff. And he just came in. And first thing he wanted to do was get on the field. Now he got on the field. Now he's getting the experience. What Damone is, is extremely fast, extremely athletic. It's starting to make sense to him now. And there's, uh, he can make impact plays all over the field. And he can play on all four downs. That's a big key, too, is to not, you know, be able to play on first and second, typically rundowns. Can you play in coverage? And can you help on special teams? And I think he's going to be a big piece of what we do this year.
0: I think he's going to be a big piece of what we do. I, I agree, Will. I agree as well. I personally love what I saw from Demone Clark in year one, given what he was asked to do. And he talked about it. He didn't participate in training camp. He didn't participate in OTAs, any of that type of stuff. Came in and and he showed so many. I hate to call it flashes because it wasn't just flashes. He showed a lot. Now, he also showed, you know, being a rookie, being young, not being at training camp and all those things catching up to him as a young uh, rookie who, When the veteran wasn't out there in a LVE, an LVE, you saw some of that kind of get to him. But obviously, you're going to fail sometimes. You just got to learn from those failures. But I'm very high on what Damone Clark can do coming into this year. And I say this about the running back position. I think the same is said about linebacker. There's only so much you can do. But, you know, there's little things you can tell about both positions in camp. It's mostly going to be about preseason. But everybody you listen to, they have a lot of good things to say about Damone Clark. And what Will McClay said kind of falls in line with what Brian said on the show yesterday. Now, this clip is about two minutes, but I think it's important because it's going to lead us into the next thing. Brian brought us, I asked him about, you know, who would be his proud Brian candidate at camp so far. And he brought up Damone Clark.
1: I will say this about – I'll give you one that, I mean, just kind of going through the roster a little bit here too. All proud Brian uh, on uh, on DeMond on Cook, hey. you know. Uh, DeMond Clark? You know, and so Clark, excuse yes. me. Cook. Clark like and DeMond Clark. And I, you know, again, there's another LSU guy. Maybe my proud Brian moments are all reserved <laughs> for LSU players. But with Clark, you know, he, he's – they're starting. T- I answered a Twitter question this morning about about tops, and I said you know they were asking me about nickel stuff, and I I was talking about Overshown and but then Clark's name came in my mind because they're starting to use Leighton Vanderess as a rusher. They're starting to put Leighton Vanderess like Leighton Vanderess is now working with doing drills with the, like the edge guys like him. Micah, those guys are down there doing edge work. So, you know, that tells me that Overshone, Clark, those guys are getting gonna get more opportunity to be like true linebackers. And I was I was kind of with Clark, I was thinking, you know, last year when he was playing, when Vanderush was out, Clark wasn't the same player. He just you know, he just couldn't he just didn't he didn't look the same. Banderus I mean, really, really helped him. You know, Anthony Barr didn't help him. Yeah. You know, Anthony Barr was having his own struggles that he was dealing with. And it didn't help Clark, you know, paired with him. But when you put him with Banderesch, it's a different look. But now they're kind of taking like I said, they're taking Van Rush and they're putting him in other roles. But Clark is still in that role he's in. So that tells me that they're having confidence in him. And Overshone and those guys, if these young linebackers can function without Vanderesh being there, if we go use Vanderesh for another spot, then we can play these young linebackers and we'll still be okay. So.
0: Man, if you missed, if you missed the interview, I will be dropping the full one probably either later today or, or tomorrow after the morning show. It's about an hour with Brian Broad. It's absolutely fantastic nuggets from the show, but. I love the part where Broadus and there's a lot there. Where Broadus was talking about if they're going to use LVE as a rusher more, they feel comfortable with Clark doing those middle linebacker things, right? And that got me to thinking because we've we've seen this, and Pat he'll be he'll be joining shortly. We talked about this with Pat. In fact, I think Pat kind of not broke it because he had a, he had a uh, he had an article that he wrote about this, but scientific method on the show, he said it. Hey man, they're doing pass rush things with. Leighton Van Esch, way back in OTAs, right? And that got me to thinking, like, what role is Dan Quinn trying to get LVE to fill? Like, what, what does that look like there? And it hit me. And, and I wonder, I just wonder if it's replacing Anthony Barr's role. Now, listen, Anthony Barr played a heavy role when he was on the field lining up on the defensive line. Now, look, he didn't move the needle as a player. So there's two different things here. Barr didn't move the needle as a player, but I think possibly Dan Quinn believes in the specific role that he played and he's looking to train LVE to do more of it. I think it's why you see him legitimately with the defensive ends working, right? Why you see him with Aiden Durde trying to learn some pass rush moves because this is something that, not Anthony Barr, this is something that LVE has never done in his career. Ever, he's never been a guy that's lining up on the defensive line majority of the t- or not majority of the time, but a bunch of times and rushing the passer or even dropping back from that standpoint. He was only on the defensive line last year twenty times. And what is one of the buzzwords that we talk about, Cowboys Nation, when it comes to this defense and when it comes to Dan Quinn? Versatility. Versatility. And I think if I had to guess, they're trying to unlock. a a versatile role from LVE. And you might say, well, why not with a Damone Clark? Why not with an Overshown? Because that's what I said, right? So I got to thinking again. Well, that role puts a lot on your plate. You have to have the mental bandwidth to be able to take what that role requires on top of what you need to do from a linebacker standpoint. And LVE 100% has the mental bandwidth you can question if he has a physical because that, that's different. Like fit the physicality to do that, that's why they're working on pass rush moves. That's why they're trying to get him comfortable down there because it doesn't, it won't come natural to him. But if he's gonna take on that quote unquote Anthony Barr role, again 105 snaps. That's not something light. He played 105 snaps on a defensive line. And I think Dan Quinn values the role. So they're trying to put a guy who they think can handle it. From a mental capacity, because what have we talked about plenty of times last year? You have to gain the trust of Dan Quinn if you are a young defensive player to get on that field. If you don't have the trust of that staff, they're not going to put you out there. Because I'm not saying this is a Rob Ryan mad scientist. We don't know where everybody's going to be defense. But at the end of the day, there are responsibilities out there that if you blow it, you could mess up everything. And we've heard LVE talk about that. In fact, we've heard, you know, Micah talk about that and and other players as well. Do your job. So it just got me to thinking, man, is is this a situation where Dan Quinn is looking to keep that role but replace it with a different player? So with that said, man, let's go ahead and we can just ask that question straight to our guy, Patrick Noce Walker, joining us today on the Scientific Method, Cowboys Nation. What's good, brother, man?
3: What is up, my boy?
0: Hey, man, look. We two weeks in the camp, pads a couple days. We seeing it hitting. We seeing the competition. I'm I'm fired up, brother. I, I know you are. You right down there in the middle of all of it.
3: Oh, I'm, I'm ready to pad up and, and run <laughs> through a wall of... Uh, Joe Witt Jr. I know I tweeted it last week. Joe Witt Jr. Uh, was walking up behind me and he mist- uh, mistook-, mistook me for one of his safeties, and we kind of had a little funny joke about it. And then yesterday, uh, I was kind of talking to DQ, and and DQ was like, "Hey man, you're looking like you could get out there." I was like, "Hey, one day contract. Let me know. Let me know." <laughs> one day
0: contract, retire a Cowboy. Come
3: on. One day contract, start my career and end my NFL career as a Cowboy. I and mean, yesterday in the uh, the one on one I had with Dak, like after the fact. Uh, there was uh, there was something that was in front of me, and I had to like plant and move. And I didn't think about it. You know, you and I, former athletes, you just do it. And uh, I heard behind me, Dak was like, "Now that's a route." I was like, "Throw me the ball, then." <laughs> Put me in. <laughs> what are we, we talking about?
2: Yeah, throw me the ball, then. Don't talk about it. be About it.
0: <laughs> hey, hey you, you better relax, man. You might be you might pull something. Better stretch before you get that ball thrown to you, dog.
2: Listen,
3: you know how the NFL rules go. One day contracts. So if I'm on contract and I get injured, I'm on IR. You Yo got to anyway. Get Come that on, check. <laughs> Come on, man. not me, my first rodeo. That's me, not checkers,
0: baby. <laughs> let me pick it up from there, bro, with the injury report. Um, So so we got a little bit of a, a nugget on Luke Schoolmaker possibly making his his return soon. You know, Izzy's. you know, Sam and, you know, Simi are guys that are out there. Can you kind of give us an update on these dudes?
1: Yeah, so
3: Simi is, is dealing with something. i got to get confirmation on what it is exactly before we speak on it. But it's nothing major, nothing major. He set out of the second padded practice, uh, and he did light work on rehab. Uh, so I expect to see him back on the field today, if not today, certainly in the walkthrough tomorrow, uh, no later than early next week. So I'm not concerned about Simi. I've seen him walking around. He looks fine. He's in great spirits. I'll keep you guys updated on that. Okay. Schoolmaker is making some uh, progress. Uh, with that plantar fasciitis. He's not had the boot on since uh, the day before the final day of minicamp, and he's also out here on the sidelines running kind of mental reps, doing some phantom drills. Uh, I posted a video of that uh, for you guys, ladies and gentlemen, on Twitter. Make sure you check that out. So Schoolmaker, uh, he could be making his camp debut here soon. I talked with Jordan Lewis uh, off the record quite a bit last week, and he just continues to reiterate to me that he is, Uh, Actually, slightly ahead of schedule, and he basically told me, hey, if we had a game today, I could play. So that's great news as far as where Jordan Lewis is and where he should be. Uh, But it also tells you that the Cowboys are being extremely cautious, rightfully so, the same way that they're being with Dorrance Armstrong, hamstring tightness, no major issue there. Um, Armstrong hasn't participated in padded practices just yet because he did report some tightness back there in the, oh, in the front of his hamstring. So they're working through that with Brett Brown and the rehab group. Sam Williams, I'm told it's a shoulder strain. I expect that he'll do uh, individual drills again today. After individual drills a couple days ago, uh, he was evaluated, not cleared to fully practice, so he's still trying to work his way back. No shoulder brace or anything like that right now. So looks like you know he should not have a long-term issue. Uh, Trayvon Diggs made his return to practice, and boy, did he ever make his mm. return to practice! <laughs> um, and of course, the storyline there is the the join that he and Dak Prescott did. But for those that were actually here, uh, the join aside, which is uh, it's a non-story for me because former athletes, we've said much worse to each other. It is not, uh, a especially right. my my generation pre my generation pre political correctness. You wouldn't want to hear the things that I said to my teammates. But then afterwards we were drinking, having fun playing video games. So people who know know, people who don't know Bro. they're going to, you know, make
0: a big story out of it. Bro, we no we we've, 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 we've said things about each other's moms. Like like yeah. it, it, <laughs> it, <laughs> that is it, nothing. Nobody nobody
3: nobody was was safe. Yeah. When you were trash talking. Uh, basketball practice, football practice. Hell, when I was running track and field, man, we we do a long jump, turn around and talk trash to the guy behind us. Like trash talking is a rite of passage, and it helps build the brotherhood because
1: between – it, hell, uh,
3: KD and I, somebody better go watch Catch This Fade. KD and I have gone at each other, yeah. and it's all in good love. That's how you figure out who you want to be in a trench with because if you can't go back and forth with me, how am I going to – uh, expect you to go back and forth and get into the mind of the opposition. So, like, no, I'm going to push you, and I want you to push me, and let's stick in each other's skin, and that's what it is. And I will also say this, but those that don't have access to practice and, and see the things that I see and, and our colleagues see and you see, Dak gives it as much as he takes it. Yeah, I was so, about to say. Uh, yeah, let, let's not, you know, Dak's not a care bearer. <laughs> He's not out there doing the Care Bear stare. He he puts it on, and then they give it back. But then when people people never see the first punch, they always see the second punch. Right?
0: You you so you brought it up on done. Twitter, bro. You said if y'all could if y'all could hear what J. Ron Kerr says, if y'all could hear what Dak says, they don't know. Y- y'all, y- this would be a non-story, and it really is a non-story across that, the, you know to, to us. But you know, Cowboys clicks happens.
3: Yeah. It, but then think about it. And and then you got the people going out there for engagement and whatnot. And then you got the Eagles content creators camping out in bushes at, you know, <laughs> figuratively speaking. Um, but around the league you got Josh Allen, he, you know, gets into a physical uh pushing match with one of his uh one of his linemen and then you get uh Travis Kelsey, he's taking actual swings on his teammate in, in training camp. Go back to the previous generation, Cam Newton. Steve Smith. I mean, come on, right? So at the end of the day, this is nothing. Josh Norman, this is nothing new under the sun. If you play competitive sports, and you know this is what it looks like when the pads come on and the, the adrenaline starts going and the testosterone starts flying. But at the end of the day, Trayvon Diggs and Dak Prescott are still close friends. Trayvon Diggs' son, Aiden still very much loves Dak Prescott. It's all love. It's all fun and games. And then at the end of the day, they're still walking around this this training camp after the fact, which is what the public doesn't see on Twitter. They're walking around high-fiving, you know, all, it's all the good stuff. It's a brotherhood. Yeah. So it's a non-issue. Those who know, know.
0: Right. If you know, you know. Hey, Pat, before you came on here, I, I kind of just had this revelation, like, about the linebacker room and, and the whole, you know, LVE being down at defense and getting these reps, but I kind of just want to get a battle report update on the group in general, because we know LVE Clark are the, are the top two guys, but if something happens to one of them, we, we got to count on some of these young guys behind him. So can you give us an update on that room overall?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you that Jonathan Hankins uh, looks like Jonathan Hankins, uh, pre-injury, you know, you lost him for a couple games last season, but when he was on the field, he was really that definitive run stopper and he's doing the same thing out here in camp. Uh, Mozzie Smith, he needs to work on his get-off a little bit, and he admitted that outright a couple days ago. Uh, I think he's learning that, as every NFL rookie would learn, right? Even though he's the first-round pick and he has all this strength, you got to keep in mind he's going against Tyler Smith now. He's going against um, Tyron Smith now. He's going against Tyler Biatis now. So these are guys with NFL strength, not Big Ten strength. So Mozzie Smith still... Number one freak. Still a monster, but give him a moment to kind of, you know, get in there, bang around, and get his speed. I think he's going to be all right because I saw some flashes yesterday that made me raise an eyebrow like, there's Michigan Mozzie. Yeah. There he is. Um, Neville Gallimore. A lot of people kept asking me about Neville Gallimore, rightfully so, coming into this camp. Gallimore has made some plays on one in particular that I posted on Twitter, um, the play where Michael Parsons basically just obliterated both Tyron Smith and Michael Gallup, who was trying to chip. On that same play, that same video, look to the left, and you will see Neville Gallimore absolutely take Tyler Smith to school without a sack lunch. I mean, he just he let him all the way to the right, shed mm-hmm. him. They think, you know, Neville was in the backfield and Tyler Smith was on the ground looking up like, what happened? So if you're doing that to a guy like Tyler Smith and you're a guy who, I'm not going to say Gallimore is on the bubble, but you definitely need to prove yourself Fantastic. Yeah, hot seat. I'll give you hot seat, absolutely. So, Gallimore looks good. Quentin Bohanna, he's coming along, but I would like to see him come along a bit more considering um, the pressure that's now put on him with the addition of Mazi Smith, with the addition of Jonathan Hankins last year via trade. So, I'd like to see more from Cubo. Um, but, someone else... Oh, Osa. oso Zua. Yeah, it looks like he's found another gear, even coming off of a career season last year. So, yeah, Osa's look, looking like he's going to be a whole problem and a half this year. So keep an eye on that. And then as far as the edges go, Sam uh, got off to a, a little bit of a strong start, but now he's dealing with the shoulder injury. Um, and he did get uh, he got a, got a lesson talk to himself <laughs> by one of the the uh, offensive linemen. But again, I don't anticipate that he's going to have a down season. I think he's going to have a breakout season. It's just lessons learned, you know, going into year two and. He's studying hard on the Micah Parsons who's just I, I tell you what, uh, the offensive line, they should probably form like a petition <laughs> for Micah Parsons to have a day off so they can actually try to run a play. Um, because between Micah and Tank, like how do you how do you run a play? Like I, people don't necessarily understand. They see the clips and they see us talking about Micah but the seed in real time and it's almost literally every other play he's in the backfield he's in the quarterback's face he's already taking down the halfback you know almost nearly before the halfback gets the ball he said last week he said I'm going to take him on an island I want in deep water I want to see if they can swim end quote he is not getting around folks
0: he is not he is not what so I've heard Will McClay bring up Damone Clark uh Brian was on yesterday he brought up things about Damone Clark we're hearing some some quality info on the year two linebacker out of lsu can you give us an update on d De- on, on Demone clark as well as demo and jabril cox these guys these young linebackers that the cowboys are going to be relying on this year
3: yeah and like i said in uh in our previous chat still you know, jabril cox he's coming on extremely strong he looks like lsu jabril cox there's really no other way to play it no other way to say it uh and it's not that it's something that began here in camp Started in OTAs, I saw it. I saw it in minicamp and reported on it in minicamp. So all of this is simply transferring over. So he's out there, he's making plays, he's making great reads, he's reacting. But for me, it's it's not necessarily the the read that I'm looking for for Jabril Cox. I'm looking for that as well. But I'm looking for the reaction because he's coming off of that torn ACL last year, so now he has more time removed. I want to see if he trusts his knee. Last year it didn't look like he trusted that knee. This year he's not thinking about it. He's just playing football, and it shows. So Jabril Cox doing great. Uh, uh, Demo, DeMarvion overshone his his eagerness to learn is what's going to carry him and, and shorten his learning curve here. And he's always in Dan Quinn's face, Joe Witt's face. He's always in Darian Thompson's face, the assistant linebacker's coach. Like he's in these guys' faces. Always grilling them, asking them, what can, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do differently? How can I be better? That's going to carry him a long way. Uh, deep, as far as Damone Clark, uh, oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't – let me just take a moment because this oh, is on, just man. fantastic. Talk evening. to him. Talk you to him. Imagine. Um, Damone Clark, again, keep in mind, this is a guy who was coming off a of spinal fusion surgery last year. He didn't enter the season until midway through. A lot of people thought it would be a redshirt year. Not only did he play after having spinal fusion surgery in March and having no off-season program, so no OTAs, no minicamp, no training camp, and he still was able to not only impact the game, he struggled a couple of times, which made sense considering everything I just said he missed because of his surgery, but he was also still able to impact the game and save the Cowboys at that position along with LVE because outside of that, when they lost Anthony Barr's injury, if not for Damone Clark, whew, where's that linebacker core last year? Now he has an entire offseason mm-hmm. of conditioning, strengthening, prep work, meetings with coaches, putting that on in display on the field, and he looks every bit the part of a Pro Bowl linebacker as we have this conversation. Damone Clark is going to be nasty,
0: mark my words. Oh, give me aight, man. Look, I know you, you pressed for That's time. That's I, pa- I had to pause <laughs> and take a breath, you because
3: know? people don't know, but you don't, you don't know.
0: You're gonna know here soon. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's go. But before you get going, man, I you have a one on one with Dak Prescott and 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 shout out to K D who who basically, you know, was giving you flowers. Like this is a this is a major moment for you, brother. Like we all well, not all, but a lot of us have been watching your growth uh, and this is a big moment. But can you kind of give us a little teaser about the one on one with Dak? Uh <laughs> that I guess it'll be what is it airing or is it is it dropping or am or, or I sure? Well how it's, I going.
3: it's 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 on the website, it's on the .com, it's also on YouTube, and I also just dropped a teaser clip on Twitter five minutes before you and I went live, and there's the link to the full video, and it's uh, embedded in an article, so I wrote around it, so you kind of get a twofer there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm giving you a twofer, no paywall, free of charge, go get some. Um, But my goal was sitting down with Dak Prescott, was basically I wanted him to open up his mindset and explain it to the fans. So it's not uh, as much me grilling him as much as it is me positioning him with questions that force him to think and give fans the actual, as he rides by me on the bike throwing up the deuce right now, as he, <laughs> uh, to give fans insight into not only what Dak Prescott sees is the single biggest thing that would keep the Cowboys from reaching the Super Bowl this year and how to overcome that. Um, but also, you know, what do they look to build on from the quarterback standpoint? What is he seeing? What would he like to see? So, I mean, it really just gives everybody some some real deep insight into the psyche of the franchise quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. So, check that out again. It's on YouTube, uh, it's on the DallasCowboys.com website. And if you go to my Twitter at voice at the star right now, you'll see the full link and the teaser video. So, yeah, go get some. Yes,
0: yeah, science. Science, baby. Hey, Pat, appreciate you doing all the hard work down there and then obviously joining us every week giving us updates on the Cowboys training camp. It's Pat NoC Walker, DallasCowboys.com. No
3: something
0: Appreciate Pat for joining us, Cowboys Nation. If you want to, you know, keep up with him and hear some more on Pat and what's happening down there, I believe he's going to be on 105 through The Fan here in a second, uh, giving his updates as he's obligated to do so here. That's the only thing that kind of sucks about training camp at this moment, the... Scientific network, scientific network, the scientific method has to be a little shorter. Uh, usually we have Pat, we go, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. We'll talk about everything that we can, but we kind of got to squeeze this thing down into 15 minutes so he can get on with, uh, I believe it's, a one hundred and five through the fan. I think Bobby and those guys. So we're, we're kind of just, unfortunately, that's what we have to do. But even with that, he constantly comes in here and drops the science and gives us all the nuggets that he possibly can so here's what we're going to do we're going to go ahead and switch change the subject here not necessarily change the subject but get back to some of these practice notes and practice points uh from the other day as i got up pat here we go boom here we go all right and if you want to call into the show you can again like i said we're going to be direct today it was going to be pretty short because I, I am heading down or uh going To try to have a chat with that, shout out to the guy who hit me up, man, on, on Twitter and told me about this uh PC place. I'm gonna check them out, and try to figure that out. But if you want to call in, you can 351 999 3787 is the call in line. Uh, get it in while you can. I'm only gonna do a few and then we're gonna keep it moving. Today's pretty short, but tomorrow I'll, I'll make up uh, for it. In the meantime, in between time, what I wanted to do yesterday, but obviously with the show being what it was. I, I, we didn't do it, and I'm fine with not doing it because uh, Brian Broaddus was fantastic. There were some uh, practice notes on com I wanted to get to, but I'll just I'll just start right here. I'll just start right here with picking up where we left off uh, when when talking about replacing this role with for Anthony Barr. I think it was Nick or not Nick. It was Kyle Kyle Yeomans kind of went into detail about this specific role. Right? Um, he mentioned that you know Dan Quinn is having. LVE do some of the things that he's never done before. And that's rush from defensive end, do some defensive end things. And what I liked in this article about what Kyle Yeoman saw is again about Damone Clark. He says, quote, Clark has continued to grow into a defense after a full NFL season. He missed last summer with the neck injury that kept him out, but he looks bigger, leaner while showing confidence, making smart reads, and taking the right first step consistently that was always the thing right he again he's a rookie it's going to happen you're going to miss step false steps he just he just fortunately was athletic enough to make up for those false steps but if he doesn't have as many false steps Demon Clark is always going to be in that right spot and with the way you know Pat kind of set it up with the defensive tackles was how coach Floyd talked about attacking these guys right uh, disrupting these keys, so guys like Clark and Demo and and Cox and, and Harper and LV, whomever it is over there, can fill those gaps easier. I think it's going to help these dudes much much better than it did last year when you didn't really have those guys in front of them. So I love to hear that from Nick. I love. To, I'm sorry from Kyle, from Brian, from Pat, and whoever else is down there that's getting an eye on what's happening with Demon Clark. Um, all right, we do got a couple calls. One, two, three, four. We got four. We're gonna get the all four and then we're gonna to try to figure this computer thing out. Let's uh let's talk to C T Matt here. What's good, brother? Uh,
4: what's going on, man? What's
0: happening with you?
4: I I'm just calling, bro. I haven't heard anything on uh Isaiah Land
0: and Fajoko.
2: Yeah. I just trying to see what yeah, I know you probably don't know. Now we both I, not there. Yeah.
4: We it's talked about the, that yesterday
0: talking, on Vacha's show. Somebody brought up Junior Felco, and I legitimately was like, yo, I completely forgot he was on the team. Um, and that's right. kind of what sucks when you're not down there. Those are the people, the type of players we were looking at when we were at camp. Like I was looking at, you know, the sixth and seventh round guys just trying to figure it out, undrafted guys just to keep my eye on them. But I haven't heard much, uh, but there are people down there. Maybe we'll, we'll ask Pat next week. We'll talk to whomever we can. Uh, Monday about it okay. but I have no nothing about or I'm sorry junior and I haven't heard much about Isaiah land uh, either but this is the point in time right where these guys are likely working with the third team or whatnot and the first mm-hmm. and second units they're they're trying to get this thing together ramp up for the season you know what I'm saying right Law said, law had, said Isaiah is looking good so th- there's a general law said? yeah yeah he's in the chat shout out to Law Nation there's a general consensus okay. on Isaiah Land. He's looking good.
2: Well, I like to hear. All right, appreciate you, my guy. Uh, good luck to getting that PC.
0: Oh man, I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. Appreciate it. Cool. <laughs> was it you, brother L, <laughs> who said during the Pat Walker call? Did y'all see that Dak Prescott interview? <laughs> you had to be at the show yesterday. Yeah, had to be in the Washington boy live show yesterday, man. Seven five seven, what it is, what it do?
4: What's going on, Scott,
0: man? What's up, man?
4: Yeah, man, I'm just, uh, I'm just calling, man. I'm just, um, I'm kind of ready for the preseason start, man. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy right. to hear you're doing better. He progressing, you know, especially coming off two, you know, two seasons removed from that uh, ACL injury. So I'm ready to see what he gonna do, man, and how his role is gonna be this year, you know what I mean? Um just to see how he does. And uh just like uh, we said, man, as far as y'all said, as far as that uh, you know, Dak and Trayvon, man, you got some people talking about that. Uh it just like you said, man, it's a story to me. I believe like I said, if you never played sports before here, Hey, if you ain't even got homeboys, even your homeboys, man, being competitive Bro. in certain stuff, man, you gonna, y'all you going to trash talk to each other, call each other names. It's been worse, man. You know what I'm saying? The next yeah. day or that day, y'all going to be right back cool. You know what I'm saying? Doing whatever. So that's nothing, the, man. The story, like I, people, look.
0: I think the story would have been if if, if Trayvon Diggs just stole off on Dak and they got into a exactly. fight, That that is a bit different. That would have been different. But that yeah. didn't happen, man. So
4: Nah, nah words is words is words, man. I mean, I know some hit harder than others, nothing. Because I'm quite sure Dak probably done said words to him. They, he said that they go <laughs> at <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? They, he, just, he had an yeah. interview the
0: other day and he said I am yeah. just thankful y'all didn't catch what I said to him before that. So
4: yeah. 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 Just if you look at I tell people go look at the uh if you remember the the um the kind of the video of uh Trayvon and Stefan D is going at it a couple years ago with Cam Newton um uh, being the quarterback and they was out there um you know going against each other I don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. and and, and Stefan called Trayvon that same the same thing he called that that's what he called his own brother and so his brother well he, he don't respect his brother and that's his brother uh-huh. you know what I'm saying and they but they competing at the time you know what I mean so yeah. Yeah, it is just it's, a non nice store, man. it's you
0: this know, was, you yeah. got the star on your helmet. I, I always tell y'all be be wary of fluff, right? That this is this is how they yeah. get engagement, it's how they get clicks. This is this is it is what it is. That's why you you need to tune in to these type of shows, because we talking ball here, man. We talking about trash talk, but it's real life tra- Shout out to I think it was Tuck who said Um This this part of time is is not for the bubblegum fans. Right? Y'all th- yeah. th- that's bubblegum stuff, man. Like, there's real-life yeah. football to talk about out there, and we talking about trash talk.
4: Yeah, exactly. And, and real quick, like I said, man, I thank y'all guys for, man, y'all, you know, to all y'all content, you, man, just all the content creators, law, all the boys, man, that are, guys that I watch, man, thankful for y'all content, which I do because I no longer even watch, like, the mainstream media, the ESPNs, the NFL networks. Because they don't give the real content. And like, even though, you know, look at the um the Pat McAfee show, Dan Alaska was up there talking about he's worried about what's coming out of Dallas on that. I'm like, man, what are you looking at? You're not you listening. listening.
0: To? Yeah.
4: Because there's no, they're not yeah. listening. Y'all just making up stuff. Like, come on now. Y'all got to do better than that. So I don't even tune into them, man, because, you know, there's nothing real coming out of there. They just, you know what I'm saying, Get, putting out stuff with flicks and headlines yeah, a, and
0: views. There's so. a blueprint. I think is, it might even be unspoken or whatever, but there's a blueprint. They know they know about it, and they and they do it well, man. And it works for them. It works for them. And now what you're seeing is yeah. you're, you're seeing, unfortunately, people in our lane from other teams falling for that same blueprint, and we're supposed to be fighting that, right? Like we're at the end of the day, yeah. if you're in this lane, I don't mean to sidebar this thing. If you're in this lane, we actually trying to fight that situation. But these dudes is falling right for it, and they looking just as goofy.
4: Yeah, exactly, man. But, man, I appreciate all y'all guys, man. Wish I would have just, you know, I caught on about a year ago. But I um, wish I would have caught on sooner, man. But I appreciate all y'all guys, what, what y'all guys do, man.
0: Thank you for the kind words, oh, no. good brother. Yeah. Luke. All right, man. Y'all take it, take it easy. Uh, Tobo, Ty just dropped one. I was just about to go to these Super Chats real quick. Appreciate you, Tobo. Super Chat. He so said, we got football tonight. Might be, the bla- might be the backups for the Browns and Jets, but I don't care. I got a new 75-inch 4K yesterday just in time for football season. Damn. Yeah, I think it was Will Bernie earlier who said, it's the Hall of Fame game. Does anybody care? Yes. Yes. Look, don't get it twisted, man. I'm 100% about the Cowboys, right? But I love football first. Like, I love the sport first. So, I'm watching whatever I can when it comes to, to football. So preseason on the night, you damn skippy I'm watching. 100%. And my boys are too. Professor O say, yes, I care. Football is back. 100%. Uh, let's get 682. What's good, 682? Hello? Yes, sir. You live.
2: Hey, hey how you doing? Very I'm, big okay, fan. Man. Thank you, sir. I just had a uh, a, couple, a couple comments about uh what the last caller was kind of piggybacking on. About Dak Prescott, something I noticed—I think I heard it on one of the bigger networks—was that uh, Dak's game-winning drives for like his first three or four seasons was like near the top of the league, like 14 or something like that. And it almost correlates with Kellen Moore becoming an offensive coordinator. His game-winning drives since
0: then has been only about three. You you know, and what I, I l- just think that you know what I love about that. And I'm not—I'm not—I I don't like patting on my back, to my own horn. You didn't hear that on a uh-huh. big network. You know where you heard that? Okay. I'm right here. Right ABC. here. <laughs> you, yeah. Heard, yeah. you heard it right yeah, here. Yeah, right bro. here. <laughs> let me tell you yeah. something. No, I listen to- they would never bring yeah, that up on, on the networks. They would never. <laughs> they would never do that. <laughs> uh,
2: they, they would never do it, but uh, I heard a lot of people talking about Dak in such a way where it's like, I just think Kellen Moore has all of this respect in the coaching world that I don't think he earned. And yeah. the explosion mm. with the offense that happened with Kellen Moore and Dak when they got together, I believe it was more Dak uh, just playing a different style or whatever. And another comment I wanted to make a comment on uh, about the bigger networks for sure say this. They say that Schultz, every time I hear Schultz's name, they say that's Dak's security blanket. And it kind of makes me cringe because Schultz was a fourth-round pick and he wasn't even pegged to be the guy. It was Blake Jarwin, and uh, Blake Jarwin ended up getting hurt. And Dak, in my opinion, made Schultz as as he made. Uh, I believe he got Cooper paid. Yeah. I believe Dak got Cooper paid. I believe Dak got Cole Beasley paid. I believe Dak got Cedric Wilson oh, yeah. paid. All of these got all of these guys that he got paid, and there's still a narrative out there like, oh, Dak security what, blanket or something. What's Dak your name, brother? Weapons.
0: James, 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 you're saying some you're saying some real ish right now. And I want to go back to something you just said um, about you, you essentially are saying that like you think Dak helped elevate Kellen, not the other way around. Right.
1: Exactly. And that, and that exactly. Kellen was,
0: was getting all this undeserved praise as this, you know, smartest guy in the room. Let me you're, you're so yeah. spot on with that. And here's why. When Dak Prescott was not in that lineup in 2020. 2022, 21. How did the offense operate? Like over And there's about like a good four seven wins. or eight games. I'm, I'm talking about the offense because we know last year the defense carried those. I'm talking about the offense. How did it operate? All those, those gaudy numbers they love to throw out there about Kellen Moore, right? They throw those gaudy yeah. numbers out. You remove Dak Prescott from that equation, there are no gaudy numbers. This is – so let yeah. me do the inverse of that, the opposite of, of a guy that needs to get that type of praise and has and deserves it. Kyle Shanahan. Yes, sir. Does Kyle Shanahan ever had a Dak Prescott in San Francisco? No.
1: Kyle Shanahan has
0: ran through a bunch of quarterbacks and consistently put up top numbers. Took a dude, Brock Purdy, bro. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. And put up 30-some points per game with him because he is a guy that knows how to put these dudes in best position. He, He, look, he needs to get himself a real franchise quarterback But he's shown in the league that I don't necessarily need that to win and compete for the NFC. So that's a guy that deserves that type of praise. Kellen Moore is still working to that. However, Cowboys, Dak, we know how that goes. But they didn't want to talk about that, bro, and I'm glad you pointed it out.
2: And I just got one more thing. Historically, coaching has been about your coaching tree. All my life looking at coaches that were hired, you had to come off a specific tree, whether it was – Sean Payton coming from Parcells or the, the big Bill Belichick tree that everybody comes from. And it's like the, the, the game transitioned more to analytics on the field. I think it transitioned to analytics in the front office also because they're not worrying about the actual tree, like the actual coaching tree. They're just worrying about the numbers that happened that year when in previous seasons it's like, hey, this guy came from uh, – uh, Marty Schottenheimer. This guy came from right. the Shanahan's. This guy. Now it's just like this guy has, I guess, good numbers and statistics. So I, I really see the analytics kind of like hurting the game right now, and that's, that's oh. pretty much what I
0: had to say. Interesting. And that, uh, it's funny because if we get a guy on tomorrow, our guest, he, he's a big analytics guy. I don't know that it's hurting it. I, I think the the coaches have welcomed analytics. I think they fought it for a while, um, and they've walked. They've they've um, welcomed. It. If anything, right, you could say fantasy. Because people definitely like casual fans play fantasy football and, and if you know you have a fantasy player and they don't go off they might think all oh, this guy's a scrub but if they play a specific role no he was a glue player for the team etc cetera, etc cetera. but I think you you I, I think there's a that. middle grant middle ground with with analytics for, for sure and I think coaching trees still to an extent still do matter. Doug Peterson comes from an Andy Reid coaching tree right. Uh, you, you're looking at the McVay yeah. coaching tree which really is an extension of the the sh- the. Sh- Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan situation, right? Like there's still guys yeah. in this league that that have come up the right way, but to go back to what you said, 100% agree. There is I think unjust credit being thrown to Kellen's way and he didn't he didn't come up through the mud. He hasn't earned that just quite yet, you know? So Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. Oh, well thank you, man. Uh, I'm I'm looking out for the show. I'm going to uh start uh being able to con- contribute to, uh you know you guys movement and yeah man I'm rooting for you guys. I watch Vox too. That's my guy also. And uh yeah man you guys I can't wait for you guys covering the whole league. You know, not just the Cowboys. I'm yeah. a diehard Cowboys fan, but you guys you guys got the chops for for the whole league. So,
0: man, yeah. I appreciate that. Yes, Thank you, man. Yes,
2: sir yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. Before I, I elected to go 120% into this and my first I'm going my first, really like my third <laughs> My third attempt at at you know, broadcasting or whatever was uh, was covering the whole league. It was it was basketball and football for the most part, w- with the mixture of of culture. Uh, I had a podcast back home, First Down Podcast. So yeah, I I think I've had this conversation with Vach. That is kind of the next step, you know, all about covering the Cowboys. But I definitely would love to cover most of the league. Honestly, it's it's hard to do that and do it right. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to turn into these networks where I don't want to say the specific name, but they, they've they pretty much admitted, oh, I don't I don't watch this team. I just box score. I just research. Nah, no, no, no. I don't want to do that, man. I don't want to do that. And that's why I stuck with my boys because it's like I'm 1,000% in with these dudes. I know the sixth guard. And I can talk to you about them. I don't know the sixth guard in Cincinnati. You know? So I, I don't want to cheat the grind because if you cheat the grind, it will know. 100% it will know. Nacho, what's up, man? Haven't heard from you in a while. It's been a while,
5: Sky. How you? How you been? How you doing?
0: Man, I'm doing great. It, it, it's a it's a fantastic start to camp. Uh, you know, little nuggets keep dropping from people down there, and we got what Cowboys preseason game in what nine days.
5: Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, listen, real quick. I was uh, um, I was up there at camp. I was able to make it up uh, Thursday, and then opening day. Ceremonies on Saturday um, and I bumped into Law Nation there in uh, West Coast Cowboy. I mean it was It was pretty cool. It was really nice Uh, um, What I see so far and based on on the earlier callers and and some of the questions in terms of how some of these receivers are doing and so on uh, Yeah, absolutely Uh, I'm gonna give you some nuggets of some players that are not the big name players, but that are getting a lot of attention or should I say, in a better way, are actually being productive and are standing out. Jalen Brooks, number eighty-three, is yes. a player that is just, just—he's just, he, just shining. I mean, he's getting—he's getting plays, and he's—who's that eighty-three? And we're like, wait, who, who is that guy? Oh, okay, um, so he, uh, Fehoko and uh, Jalen Tolbert. Uh, Tolbert is running with that first uh, team offense. uh uh, often um he looks physically uh uh uh, strong and uh, he just looks like he's in tune to what's happening and what's going on in there um i see the offense uh just more i mean of course it's training camp but but i but but it just seems like they're in sync the receivers uh know where to go where to be uh the offense seems uh um, there, there were times that you would see the offense. I mean, just driving the, I mean, driving the ball down to the red zone on the defense, and the defense is kind of on on their heels. And I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, so there's more. Um, there, there's a a, 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 a rhythm in, a, in in the same with McCarthy. McCarthy's right by deck, Prescott, Schottenheimer as well. It's like they're actually working and they're they're pacing it and they're going. Dak's going in in that huddle. He's got that command and he's moving. So it's good to see that type of uh, 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 pace out there. Um, And then um, who is it again? I was going to talk about number 30. Number 30 is a safety. Is it Thomas?
0: Thomas. Yeah.
5: Okay. Another guy that's also out there and you're like, wait, this guy's getting some, some rats a lot. So, so I'm going to say, yeah, the uh, the safety uh, uh, room
0: uh, is suffering a couple injuries and I think sure. I want to say we talked to Brian yesterday about it during during Pat for Pat Week, and he said guys like Wanye Thomas were were stepping up. Um, Kyle Young yeah. has also brought this up as well. Who, who was the other guy missing? I think out there to say oh Tyler Coyle. Tyler Coyle was another guy. So these these Boyle. down roster Boyle's safety dudes one. are getting some so a chance to kind of you know staple. And, and Marquise Bell. Marquise Bell has hey, been Bell. a guy Actually, that's that's Bell. been uh, showing up too.
5: And that's another guy, Sky. I think that that that, that uh, if I remember correctly, you liked as well when he was coming about. And right now with with the injuries, I mean, he is. I mean, Marquis Bell. Like this is your golden opportunity to to show what you got out there. And he looks he looks pretty good as well. Uh, and and uh, nice to see Deuce in the mix there. I mean, I mean, seeing him in person is 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 amazing. I mean, <laughs> he, he's a small a uh, 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 small statured uh, uh, football player, but man, he he he's strong in the lower body, and he looks he looks elusive. And, and,
0: and uh, I, my uh, feeling, Deuce also is going to get involved, man. He's going to be involved. Oh man,
5: I, I I hope so, right? I hope so. But uh, overall, I'll I'll end with this: um, is that uh, um, you know the defense, the, the defense, and Gilmore out there with pigs. On the outside and 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 the uh, we just look bigger up front, Sky, if you will. We look bigger. We look beefier. Um, linebackers are moving uh, uh, are moving well, um, and um, I don't know. It's just it's just an exciting and exciting feeling, and and, and everything. And, and I liked what I saw in the two days, and uh, just excited to for the season. Yummy. Know
0: Indeed, uh, Nacho. I appreciate the call, man, and, and the detailed in-depth analysis that you've seen down there at camp, brother. Thank you. All right, my man. Have a good one. Thank you. You as well. Salute. Chumma jump, jump Cam, I don't I don't know why, you know, this... Ever since Elon bought Twitter, bro, it's just been a, a shit show over there. I don't know why my, my DMs are messed up. I, I'm going to continue to investigate and try to... I've never locked them, so... But but I know what you're talking about, because I've tried to DM certain people, you know, athletes or media people to, to try to get on the show. And they're like, oh, you can't DM. And it's like, well, what the, the hell is going on? So um, I'll try to figure it out, bro. Uh, email me. Scott still at Gmail dot com. Email me and, and we'll talk 18 years. Of IT, I definitely want to pick your brain about that. But when I did go to Twitter, shout out to my guy, Landon, who does fantastic work. Follow Landon. on. Uh, I think he does most of his work on TikTok. But he's everywhere. Twitter, TikTok, uh, the Lando show. He, uh, I went in there and I checked and he, had, he mentioned the Tyron thing, right? We talked about the Tyron Smith thing at the beginning of the show where if it, I think it was D. Schiff who talked about, I guess, the lineman catching or, or, or being passive or something like that. So I went and I looked at the Tyron Smith interview and the thing about Tyron, and, and this I'll say this again, like he's not really going to give you a lot. He don't want to be there in general he's a guy that's stage fright, don't really want to talk to the media, but he's obligated to likely because he's contractually obligated to. So they asked him like, hey, you know, we're hearing a lot about changes in the past protection. And he said, you know, what is that? What 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 is the changes in the past protection? What is Solari talking about here? And I think he said, quote, I wanted to make sure I got it right. He said, quote, we're not sitting there waiting for the fight. And then that was it. And I, I don't know what to take from that, right? So what I'm hoping they do is they, when they get Tyler Smith on the show, they ask Tyler Smith, like, hey, what is that about? Like, what 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 Can you go in further detail what that means? Because that seems to be counterproductive in pass blocking, right? To just like sit back and, and wait in a sense or stop all pro, former all pro offensive linemen, you know, playing with their instincts to get the punch. And, and now Vach, since you're here, Maybe later we can talk about that because we we tried to make sense of it yesterday, but that seems weird, man. And that could be why a guy like Duke is not high on Joe Philbin and his teachings as an offensive line coach. Um, so I don't I don't know Lando. I, don't, I I don't know what that means in the sense of why why are you catching? You know, if you are, I don't know, bro. So I ain't I ain't gonna act like I got the answers. <laughs> I don't got the answers, Sway. I don't got them. Stop, brother. I don't know why my damn DMs is like this. I don't really. I mean, you're going on uh, Instagram. Drummer Cam, if you have an Instagram, I don't partake on Instagram like that. But I do have it for for situations like this as well. So you hit me up on Instagram, too, man. Vox, you know how I feel about these in, these interviews, dog. You know how I feel about it. But but to be fair, oh, Tyler, you said they rather ask Tyler about it. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. no. They fool. If you if you watch all the Tyler Smith interviews and you waste precious time on nonsense, I know you, you gotta find a way to loosen up or whatever, and, and there's just gotta be better ways to do it. Um, you, you just gotta be. I ain't trying to tell nobody to do their job. Them dudes been in the radio longer than me, but there's just a realness to people, right? But whatever. Uh if you waste your time asking them nonsense questions when you know Tyler Smith can give you some really damn good answers. I, you're doing a disservice straight up straight up don trail is the reason why they're locked all right man let me get to these super chats before we get out of here because I, I really am reaching out i think it was micro center so anybody you know knows about micro center y'all let me know super chat Towboat drop one early, got him. Um, and then I don't know if I got to you yesterday, brother L. Did I get to you about this? About the Twitter X? Yeah, I think we did. I think we did talk about the Twitter X. And somebody, when I went back and watched the show, I did see somebody say, I think it was you toxic. Uh, you talked about it being something that you kind of need as a media member. And that's that's kind of true, too. So maybe I'll look into that. man. Maybe i look into it.
4: Super chat. Chris
0: Ortiz just dropping one. Appreciate you, Chris. Thank you very much. Getting into this chat and we're gonna keep it moving here. No OT today, man. No OT, unfortunately. Uh Sky got the big dog in the chat. Salute Votch. Well, Rico, if you're not aware, Vach Lombardi Live every day, Monday through Thursday, I should say. Me and Votch are live on the volume and the Vach Lombardi uh channel. Make sure y'all check that out. I'm at 315. And uh we give y'all a fantastic show, man. You cannot miss shows, and apparently you can't miss interviews. <laughs> You can't miss interviews. Uh email skywalker at uh, gmail.com. That's simple. That's simple. Let's see here. Um more aggressive pass sets, says no waves. Like not giving up ground, I think. No waves, maybe. Look, I don't even want to attempt to act like I know, brother. I don't and this is why I kind of wish they pushed a little bit harder like what does that mean? But but here's why I give them credit. They know Tyron. They do this every year. He's been around ever since they've been going to Oxnor for the most part. So they're not they're not going to press him cuz they know Tyron's not not the dude to press. So I'll give them that credit, but I, I bro, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I know. Um I would love to we'll talk to Vosh later. I would love to talk to Duke cuz cuz Duke talks to these coaches and he's he's playing with these players. He obviously is close with Tyron Smith. Um so we're actually trying to get him on a damn show, but but it's tough. He 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 has a a busy schedule right now. Super chat. Chris Ortiz dropped another one and said they might be running old school Hawaii pass pro. Pass pro half row, pass pro. They might be. They I mean, <laughs> you might be right. I don't know, dog, but but we're going, we're going to get to the bottom of it. I promise you. We'll do our investigative journalism reporting, and we'll get to the bottom of what that means, man, because Tyron ain't going to tell us. We'll, we'll definitely pull it out. Uh, Cole says, is there media access today? If I'm not mistaken, yes, there is. It's an open practice. Law Nation, who's in the chat, shout out to the, the OG Law. He will be down there. If you're not on Law's channel, when he's doing the live streams, you're missing out. I don't know if you saw it yesterday, Law, but we broke down a play from... Um, your live stream where we did the the slant sluggo and I'm getting, I'm getting giddy about these concepts. So that's stuff you miss. If you're not watching laws, live streams uh, when he's down there at camp. So make sure I check that out. If KJ talking to anyone, he better have his lawyer. Come on toxic. Come on, man. But yeah, I wanted to talk today about the linebackers. That was kind of the emphasis of the day show prior to getting in and talking to Pat, Uh, Because I I think it is it is interesting that they're not just a we're putting LVE down there from time to time. I think there might be something to them trying to replace what Anthony Barr did. So that was on my mind. I wanted to chat to y'all about that. I'm gonna be honest. I can't fake the funk to you. I got to see LVE have some ridiculous successful pass rush reps for me to feel like this makes any sense. But in DQ, I trust in DQ. I trust. I, I get it. I know what I think I know what they're trying to do. I think I know what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to, you know, remain multiple, remain versatile. They want everybody out there to be multiple and versatile. Um, and and Barr was that. Barr didn't move the needle as a person, but his role maybe they think can move the needle. And I just don't think that Overshone and Damone Clark are ready. I don't know if they have the the mental bandwidth right this second to take on all of that on their place, especially when you're middle linebacker or if you're going to be the middle linebacker right, in these situations, you you have to, and I'm talking about Clark. You've got to make sure guys are in the right spot. You've got to know really what everybody is doing. He talked about that. LVE talked about that. Um, and LVE has the mental bandwidth. He's the quarterback of the front seven. Uh, green dot guy until J-Ron took it over. But if J-Ron, something happens to him, he's green dot guy. He's been around, six-year veteran or whatever it is, so... You know, he's a guy that can take on this role mentally. Can he take on this role physically? I have my doubts at this moment. I, I'm going to need him to give me some confidence. I need him to give me some confidence, man. <laughs> With that said, I appreciate y'all for coming through today. Uh, like I said, later on, Vashon and Body Live show. Make sure y'all come through about 3, 315-ish. We will be recapping today. That's what I love about th- that time frame for the show. We'll be likely recapping what we see down there at camp and hear about down there at camp. And uh, and then just, you know, chat it up and cut up like we do, man. It, it's, we we on the ups. That's all I'm going to say about that one. We're on the ups. And then Mo will be on later tonight for the final show uh, of the week, A to Z Sports Prime Time. Make sure y'all come through and check out our guy, Mo. And if you miss him live, he's constantly writing on A to Z Sports Dallas.com. I think he's one of our lead writers. It's funny because I want to say senior, but but Mo ain't nothing senior about Mo, right? So, but but he is one of our lead guys. Um, I mean, obviously, when you're doing this and you're writing, you got to be talented, and he is. So make sure y'all check out Mo's work as well as Matt, as well as all of our fantastic writers on A to Z Sports Dallas. dot com. Let me hit this button, man. We got football, baby. Football's back today. Who watching, man? Where y'all watching? I'll be on Twitter. Holla at me on Twitter, man. Let's chat it up, have fun. We'll do a virtual watch party. I ain't I ain't coming back in front of the camera. I do that twice a day. I need to chill. I will at y'all. Love y'all. Peace.
2: Let me talk to you.
0: What's X? It will forever be Twitter, man. Oh, he's not senior, he's senior. (laughs) Senior, money in the bank.